Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 569 of the Drunk Testers Podcast. I'm host, as always, I'm Tyler. Enjoy me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What is up, Oos? Oh, let me tell you something, Oos. It's just feeling so pretty freaking good right now, dude. That's, that's because I got a couple days off. No work to contend with for the good solid four in the week. But at the same time, it's going to be some warm days coming up where I'm at, and mm. it's going to be some fun times just to go try to play some games. But other than that, though, dude, <laughs> dude, after some of the stuff we were watching before recording this podcast, man, I, man, my mind is just kind of mentally kind of drained after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, Gables and I made the mistake of, uh, watching the THQ Nordic showcase and then watching um, a uh, someone go through a top 10 2D platformers list um, where Broforce, Terraria, and uh, what was it? Omega Man Zero were in the top five and Mario 3 was number 10. I know. It's a total meme-worthy list, dude. It's yeah. absolutely a meme-worthy list, man. Oh, but other than that, dude, how have you been doing? <laughs> doing right now, doing better. You know, it, um, you know, Taylor Swift just finished her era tour, but I am currently just starting my Oktoberfest era tour here by drinking a lot of uh, Samuel Adams Oktoberfest right now. Um, yeah, but no, I'm doing pretty good here. I can't wait though till we uh start getting some of those uh local Oktoberfest beers and try some of those out. I'm always a fan to try out pretty much any and all Oktoberfest. So uh. Excited about that. I was I got I gotta be honest with you though. Um, yeah, what's up? I had a scary I had a scary moment about five minutes before we hopped on the Skype call here. Mm-hmm. Um, I am proud to say that I've gone my whole life without shooting my pants. Oh God, yeah. And uh, every night before uh, before we go to bed, I take my dog for a little walk around the little square here in my apartment. We get about I don't know a quarter of the way through this walk. I feel I'm totally fine. Feel normal. No issues. And then there was just like a shotgun blast right in the asshole. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, you're not feeling like whatever. <laughs> you're not feeling when you're just like you're fine. And it's like, oh, it just hits you out of nowhere. That's what hit me. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing like I'm not feeling right. Like, so we start kind of walking a little like, but you're like, you, you got to go really bad, but you can't really walk any faster because you got to go really bad. But you also you can't really can't really hold it because you got to go really bad. So there's that weird conundrum. Like, I got to walk fast, but also be gentle the way I'm walking. So we make it through, and Gables, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta let out that little, that little, that little, the little fart there, the little, I gotta just buy me some time here, fart. Uh-huh. And I, I, I did a little fart, and I'm like, I think I just shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so you like, Caesar's ghost just give you a good punch in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh no, and we're like, 50 yards away from the door. I'm like, oh no. So like. I'm just like thinking, I'm like, if I just shit my pants, then I'm like, starting, like I'm wearing gym shorts right now. What if it just went down my leg? You know, this is the things I'm thinking about, Gables. Getting real gross here. Hopefully you're not eating. If, you're, if you are, I, I apologize. But this is uh, important to me. This is, so therefore, it's important to you. Uh, you download the podcast. You're watching the podcast. And while you're, if you download it and you're watching it, like, follow, subscribe, five stars, everywhere podcasts are at. Also, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all the, all the other things. Um, that awkward moment when your dog just looks back. It's like. He's like, I thought, he's like, yeah, he looks at, he's like, I thought you let me out so I could shit outside. Why are you shitting? So I'm, I, I'm very much concerned, Gables. So 
luckily no one comes outside it's dark outside also so that helps uh, too get in the house barely barely ba- barely make it to the fucking toilet oh. i did the spot check in the, in the underwear didn't shit my pants we're good guys the streak <laughs> continues baby let's go i'm good still oh. doing great don't even know where it came from it's very weird i, I did I had some st- steak and potatoes tonight for dinner but that was like four hours before that <laughs> it's very weird just kind of like yeah it's just it's like of all the points all the times like i've been i've been i ate four hours ago why is all of a sudden hitting me and then like when i'm like in a spot where i'm nowhere near a bathroom right now you know like you know my dog he wants to go for a walk i promise him a walk i can't take it back from him because then that, then i'm a liar and he'll never trust me again <laughs> so I, oh my god dude I was, oh man, I'm, I'm just, I'm just picturing the image of your dog just like trying to go into the bathroom after you gone to the bathroom, just just running out of there to start gagging. <laughs> yeah, or like we're just like both squatting next to each other, taking <laughs> shit in the yard. <laughs> and the dog's like, huh? Yeah. Why is yeah, dad? Yeah. Why is yeah. dad taking a poop too? <laughs> yeah, and then we're both wiping our asses to get on the carpet. That's, that's what we, you know, bonding moment. Oh. Uh... You doing, dad? Yeah, so, uh, no, I'm doing, other than that, though, Gable's doing all right. You know, it's been a long, stressful week, obviously, as you could tell. Uh, very stressful moment there earlier today. Uh, but, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, other than, other than that, I'm doing okay. You know, drink a few beers here, bullshit with you. So, it's going to be a good time, Gables. Yeah. But let's, what's, 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 what's moving those good times, Gables? Let's talk about some news this week in gaming. All righty. More, more specifically, let's talk about that. Pokemon Presents that we had uh, this, was it Tuesday we had this? Yes, uh, it was Tuesday morning around 6 a.m. my time. I think it was like around, what, nine years? Or eight. Something? Yeah, I'm, I'm two hours yes, ahead of you. two hours. Yeah, so I, uh, I avoided the internet the entire day, and I watched it when I got home. I did do a live react, so if you guys check out our YouTube channel, you can uh, check that out. And also, you know, give us a, give me a thumbs up on that one. Appreciate if you did it. Uh, it was a very long day. Uh, and I was very, it was like a 35-minute long Presents, and I was like, I got home late, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Whatever. It's 35 minutes. Um, and God damn it. It was not worth it. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, let's get into uh, some of the news here. It started off, uh, like I said, it was 35 minutes long. One, I think probably the longest Pokemon Presents we've had yet. Um, typically, they're like anywhere from like literally a trailer to like 10, 12 minutes. They're, they're, not, not, they're normally not like this is like a Nintendo Direct size uh, event here. Um, I think the longest they've ever had was like maybe 15 minutes max. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but usually it's like you get like most of it is filler, and then like it, you stay there for like the big thing at the end. And it's kind of more the same there. Uh, but this one, it's a lot more filler though. Um, so to start off here. We got a uh, Pokemon. Uh, we got the Pokemon uh, trading card uh, fucking uh, World Championships going on right now. Uh, it was very weird to do this because like. Like they announced, they did this on Tuesday, and they announced like all the like the swag you get if you are in the in the championships in Japan right now. Uh, like all this is all the stuff you get if you if you are in the tournament, and it's like, bitch, like the tournament's four days from now. It's not like, and it's in Japan. It's not like everybody's like, well, wait, I might go, but I want to wait and see what kind of free shit I'm gonna get if I go to this tournament in Japan. Uh, no, everybody's already booked the tickets. Everybody's already going. Uh, that's gonna go. Um, but they know they showed some more swag. They announced the championship that's going on. Uh, some cool merch you can only get there at the Pokemon Center. And uh, is it Kyoto that's in? I believe. 
Yeah. Okay. Kyoto. Um, we did get a new uh, a trailer for a brand new Pokemon Path to the Peak. Uh, I don't know why I, I got popped my peas a lot on that one there. I don't like that. Uh, but Path to the Peak uh, is a new animated series focused on the trading card game. Kind of, kind of looks like a cool, like almost like a dis, like a uh, like Pixar, um, like Disney, uh, animated show coming to YouTube. Uh, looks. When did it start again? I think September, wasn't it? Um, Possibly. God, I can't. I don't, they don't have the date in here. Uh, but I think it comes out starting next month. And uh, I don't know. Look kind of like a. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna watch it. It's like a little short uh, they're doing. Uh, but it's like a girl. She moves and she meets friends through the power of playing Pokemon trading card game. Uh, but it looks kind of cute and it's like a. It's also really great. Uh, to like. It's like when um. The, the the army like the united states army made that uh army shoot pc shooter game so like as uh-huh. a way to recruit people to join the army and now pokemon's yeah. doing the same thing by making an animated cartoon on youtube that is made to teach people how to play pokemon training card game so then you'll grow up pokemon army yes yeah they're making a pokemon <laughs> army games uh they're gonna take over the world it, it literally is that episode of south park when they make fun of the pokemon with the chimp pokemon and then it turns into like it's like Japan is like tricking our kids into joining the J- Japanese army to, to bomb the United States. Gables, it's happening. <laughs> Nintendo is doing it. <laughs> Game Freak is doing it. Oh gosh. Oh my God. Like uh, yeah, fucking South Park, man. Like they they predicted everything. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it looked kind of cute. I don't think it's something I'm gonna watch probably unless it's like super short. We did anything so far tickling your fancy, Gables? No. As a matter of fact, you know, it's like that animated short is okay. Not too much of a fan of the art. Looks kind of lazy in some aspects. But at the same point, I haven't given a chance to watch the short that is on YouTube currently. But um, let me say, going off from what we had been presented up to this point, you know, it was just a lot of in-reviews and stuff. I thought it was kind of weird, like what you were saying in regards to the whole Pokemon World, yeah, the Pokemon tournaments and stuff that are going on in Japan currently and stuff, and then having, ironically enough, oh, look at what happens if you're part of this tournament, all this swag, all this this and that, you know? I mean, that's pretty weird since most of the people watching this presentation are not even like, going to be in Japan <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, some of the other stuff that were announced there before, some of the, the ones I was kind of interested in, you know, it's like they had... They basically had like a whole bunch of reviews of like a couple of different types of updates for games. They said like Pokemon Sleep is one of them. Oh, yeah, like we'll get to all that stuff. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it definitely. Like, I think. I think it's like they definitely aren't going to put like a full budget into that anime Path to the Peak thing. So oh. it's like this is what the best we can do with the, with the money we have. Um, next up here though, we did have um, another trailer for Detective Pikachu Returns. Uh, it's coming uh. October six. We already knew that. It's going to be fifty dollars. Um, this is the sequel to the uh, 3DS game. Still kind of weird that like they announced like seven years ago, six years ago, that they were making a sequel, but they also said that they are porting the 3DS version to the Switch. And now they're not, not doing it at all because I've talked about this multiple times that the first game ends on a cliffhanger. Yep. So it's like we're just not going to... I don't know. I mean, obviously they can just like tie it up in like two minutes on the thing. But maybe because like the first game was like completely mediocre that like maybe it's just better that we don't put that out. So people will want to buy the new one. I don't know. Um, it's just so funny. They keep showing this game, but like they don't actually show like 
the gameplay of it. I know it's like it's a it's a mystery game. It's like you know it's like a um Poke Pokemon like uh what's the not Ace Attorney. What's yeah like it kind of like Ace Attorney I guess yeah you're like you're trying to solve it's crimes. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a Pokemon Professor Layton in some aspects. Yeah, without without the puzzles though, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's like baby's first mystery puzzle game, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but that first one was so media was extremely mediocre. Um, but it's coming out October sixth. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna sell well because it's on the Switch and it's a Pokemon game. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't even think you never even bothered playing the first one, did you? No, I had interest in playing it to begin with, but you were, I think you were the one that ended up yeah, I bought playing it. Detective yeah. Pikachu. I didn't have any other interest in going back and wanting to play or try to contest to go for them, try to play the game. And kind of honestly, when I was looking at that, that trailer, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, I see it. The Detective Pikachu and this and that regards, but nothing really, nothing really grasps me of wanting to want to play through it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, just if you can, just, watch the movie and buy the detective Pikachu amiibo. Um, yeah, honestly, I just watched detective Pikachu, the movie and stuff. And I think I got my good fill of that. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> really good. Um, moving on here though, we got the a trailer for Pokemon horizons. That's the new series, uh, coming, yeah. uh, said coming soon. I, I imagine it's going to be next year. Um, typically it's, I think it's about nine months to a year behind the, the Bay show. It's already been, it's already yeah. going on uh, Bay show in Japan. Um, it's already going on in Japan. I think it started earlier this year, so that tells me it probably early next year. Um, it's a very weird trailer because there was zero sound or like voice acting or anything except for like there was one point where like the Captain Pikachu said Pika. Um, I don't. As someone that you know, like grew up, you know, we were both at the beginning of Pokemon. Um, I think I fell off the show long before you did. I made it like somewhere into like Gen three. I I kind of fell off of the show and I, i've got obviously i've like paid attention i've tried to like watch stuff here and there since then um like i'm probably i'm definitely gonna like once the 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 last part of the 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 last section of ash comes out on netflix i'm definitely gonna go ahead and watch that because i want to definitely wrap up that storyline you know uh of my childhood but uh well, i might check out the new series when it comes out maybe i don't know like looks fine i heard like i heard i've heard positive things about it but i don't know i mean it's a, it's a kid's show so what about you gables honestly pokemon best like that pokemon that pokemon animated series and stuff that looked all right honestly i already know the series is still going on in japan the episodes obviously being staggered for the release kind of like how they've always been the japanese audience gets the episodes first then it gets went through and redubbed and stuff like that in English friggin' six months down the line or like a year. A year yeah. But uh, at the same point, you know, I like the art direction that they've shown so far. I think it was kind of, I don't think that what they were showing though was kind of all right though, but it would kind of be nice to actually not see this so much production inside of this conference. If it was just going to be like a few seconds sort of like, or a few minutes sort of thing, it would have been better off just having on the, channel the main channel yeah and just have it that thing. it's just one of the things where like they know that like they're gonna have the most eyeballs for this than they would just on their pokemon youtube channel itself so i get it yeah. i just think yeah it could have been a better trailer um to get us excited for it um but uh next up here uh pokemon go uh is getting uh Pal uh Pal 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 region monsters uh next month yeah 
Uh, so they said that the uh, we're gonna have a handful coming at launch, including like the starters and stuff. Uh, not surprised there. Um, what's weird is like the last gen, a lot of the Pokemon. A lot there's like they, there's like a whole like I think couple couple hundred Pokemon that still are not in the game from the previous generations. So it's interesting yep. that like like they're kind of picky and choosy what's coming. I get like they don't even have like maybe like they look at like the garbage Pokemon and the key Pokemon and you're like. We don't need to put that Pokemon Go, but uh, it, it's very <laughs> weird. Like they've only like um, I was reading. I guess only like there's not a lot of what that Gen Eight Pokemon that made it into Pokemon Go. So it's it's right. surprising that we're already going on to nine before you put some more in there. But I don't know. I mean, Pokemon Go is still extremely successful. It's one of the handful of like um, mobile games that still like generate over a billion dollars in revenue every year. Yeah. So it's still obviously huge for them. So I mean, once again, <clears throat> I, I get why they're doing it. And they also announced that like the Pokemon Go events going on. I think there's one. I think it's London, New York, and Tokyo is what they said uh, for the three this year. So, um, always like a good time. Like I, I man, I, I think I'd have a great time just going to one of those events. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I don't know. You're going to those events, just picking up like a like, just trying to pick up some chicks. Like, hey, you got a Pikachu? I got a couple Pikachus right here. This one's shiny. Like, take a on a tree. I'd like to <laughs> take a peek at you. Um, that would be my. That'd be the only thing I got. Um, and like, and then they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I've never made it this far before. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's gonna work. Uh, uh, good recovery. Yeah, I, I got nothing after this. Uh, let me write you a love song. Um, anyways. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Moving on here. Uh, they also announced for uh for NSO here we're getting Pokemon trading card game and Pokemon Stadium two. Those are out now. Uh, I'm super pumped. I've not got a chance to play Pokemon trading card game, uh, but I'm incredibly excited to do so. I've been clamoring for this game for years to finally be able to like buy on like the Switch. Like I played the shit ton of it right. when they put it back. When they put it out in the 3DS. Uh, I'm super pumped to play it on my Switch. Uh, I, I, one of my favorite Pokemon games of all time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped for this one. Pokemon Stadium 2, like, Gables and I, we, we've talked about the, po- the Pokemon Stadium games. Pokemon Stadium 1 was maybe the first, like, game that I ever played that was, like, it was probably my first, like, even as a child, like, my first, like, major, like, life disappointment, you know? I was like, oh, man, I'm so excited for this thing. And then it just totally let you down. I think Pokemon Stadium is probably in that short list of, like, first major, like, oh kind of like moments for you um that in the in the mortal mortal kombat uh retribution the, this, the sequel movie uh we're like both like wow this they really fucked this up uh so i don't know like definitely like if i if i don't have the expansion pack i have like the base tier uh of nintendo switch online uh but i'm not clamoring to play pokemon Stadium 2 if i if i did it would just be i just want to play the mini games because that's all they're good for let's be honest how you feel about these ones gables Okay, so this is one of the high points inside this entire Pokemon Direct for me was the stealth announcements. No, just the stealth drops of the same day, like after the presentation of Pokemon Trading Card Game and Pokemon Stadium 2. These both I have been waiting for in terms of trying to play. And obviously Pokemon Trading Card Game, I wanted to play a little bit more than Stadium 2 because I've never played that one before. And that's just one of those games that, you know, kind of kind of sunk between the, like, the creeks and stuff like that. Like a sand between the cracks of everything else. But 
I did play a lot of Pokemon Stadium 2. I actually beat Pokemon Stadium 2 back in the day. But uh, what was kind of hilarious about that is that was with my own team that mm. I imported from Gold, Silver, and Crystal and not rental Pokemon only. Because I'll tell you what, that game is difficult if you don't have, like, yeah. if you don't have your own party and stuff. I mean, both Stadium 1 and Stadium 2 were initially created to involve you importing your party from the games onto that cart so you can go and just have various, like, attacks and strategies and stuff. Because those Pokemon would be stronger as opposed to the rental Pokemon, which would only have a set amount of things. But it's not impossible to beat these games with rental Pokemon. I mean, I did it with Pokemon Stadium, all with rental Pokemon. Was a pain in the ass, and I haven't gone through round two of the original Pokemon Stadium, nor do I have any desire to do so because of how bullshit the AI is in that game. But Pokemon Stadium 2 even has more difficulty when it comes to certain aspects of it, too. But I really love the mini games in Stadium 2. Stadium 2 has some of the best, actually, has better mini games, in my opinion, than the first one. I really love the Pichu, like little mashable game and stuff, to where you have to light up uh, specific light things and try to fill up a bar and stuff, and then once you fill up the entire bar, you get to electrocute the other Pichus and stuff inside there. Eager Eevee, where it's like you and like three other people or something just rotating around in a circle, trying to collect all the fruit and stuff, and whoever has the most fruit before the end and stuff is the winner. But you gotta go forth and trick the other players into trying to uh, fake them out and stuff. Like, for example, on occasion... Once that little thing lifts up and stuff, sometimes it'll be a pineco, which if you hit that thing, like you're gonna be exploded and stuff like that, you get knocked out for a round or two. But other than that, though, it's like the announcements of both Trading Card Game and also Stadium Two, and then the subsequent releases. I loved pretty much. I pretty much loved that the they were announced here and not just randomly put on the Nintendo's. Was oh okay, this is. This is just going to be go ahead and just drop on this date or that date, you know. It was a nice surprise, you know. On the same day, they were announced back when, like, uh, earlier on this year, I think it was that the N64 stuff, we, when we were getting more N64 stuff. When they announced the Game Boy previous... coming to yes. Switch, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, and that, that's part of it, too, where, like, it was exciting that, like, hey, it shadow dropped, but, like, it was also, like, we knew the trading card game was coming because it was the only game left. Of games they announced yep. coming to it. Same thing with Stadium 2. Actually, no. Stadium 2 was one of two. Of, actually, it was three N64 games that were remaining. Oh. Because you have this game, and then 1080? you have 1080 Snowboarding and Excite by 64. Yeah, that's weird. Why would they say those? Like, you think you want to split the two extreme games up. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's Nintendo. Yeah, that's, yeah good Good point. Yeah. Um, weird Nintendo decisions. Um, next up here, though... Uh, you and Mewtwo are coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I talked about this last week. This kind of like uh, people like kind of figured this out and like leaked it. And there's also they kind of teased it in the uh, graphics when they announced this. Uh, the presents where uh, the po- the M and Pokemon would like kind of glitch and turn into two M's. So Mew two M's. So Mewtwo. People kind of figured that out. Um, so they announced that if you put a code in the game, uh, you, you you just get a Mew. Uh, with the mystery gift menu, and then um, the, oh, the code is only valid till September 18th. I did not realize that. I should probably just probably just hop up in the game and do that. Uh, but well, yeah, considering that's probably one of the more rare Pokemon you're <laughs> you're 
you don't have too much of an opportunity to actually get inside the game other than that weird pokeball peripheral oh yeah yeah um oh you mean this thing gables this thing right here i'm, I'm actually surprised you have that right in front gables, of gables yeah i got it right here with all my <laughs> with all my pokemon uh funko pops i have uh it just sits here i had no gables i haven't done anything with i bought it five years ago and i haven't used it since like it's just what else supposed to do with it other than it just fucking sits here um Except for Let's Go Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, except for Let's Go Pikachu, and then every time they put a Pokemon game out, they put Mew in the Pokeball. Um, and then also, on starting September 1st, there is a Mewtwo Terra Raid that you can get into. Um, and that only goes on for a few weeks as well. And they did say you get something special if uh, you beat him with a Mew. So, oh. no idea what that is. Um, some people were talking about like it could be Mewtwo, like... Um, like Mega X version might come out of that. I don't know. Uh, that was like fan theory, I guess. So, um, yeah, moving on here though. Uh, po- Pokemon uh, uh, Paldean Wins is a new animated web series coming in September sixth. Uh, this is basically it's a it's another short Pokemon short coming to YouTube. Uh, that's based on the uh, it's based on kids in the Paldea region. Um. Going to the school, uh, it's focused on the trainers there. So, uh, no other real details on that. But yeah, like I said, the first episode drops September six. Gibbles, I mentioned this in when I did the live react, and I, I love this idea so much. I want it so bad. It's never gonna happen. I know this, but I want Rockstar to make a bully too. Set in the Paldea region. <laughs> and why is that? I just want to be an <laughs> asshole at that school. <laughs> Just go through with a whole bunch of just random Pokemon. It's like, oh, okay, Machop. Let's go through. Let's go chop some. I'm going to beat the shit out of the teachers and all the other students. <laughs> I'm going to throw egg. I'm going to have my, my execute. And I'm going to take his eggs. And I'm going to throw them at other kids. Um, This is what I want to do. I don't know. It just sounds great. Execute. Egg bomb. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gables, you, tell me you wouldn't play Bully 2 set in the Paldea region. Uh, actually, that would be pretty entertaining. Especially if I have a whole bunch of random Pokemon that I catch and subsequently just make lives a living hell for other students. That would actually be pretty funny. You think about it when you're riding a bike, there's kids, you're at a school. I mean, we're already like nine-tenths of the way there to a bully, too. Um, we used to make a raid at him. Um, <laughs> Instead of just doing cherry bombs inside the toilet or something like that. For fucking thing, you just put like a fucking like, oh god, what's, what's a Pokemon that actually goes through and just... Uh, Oh, you just have a fucking Charizard or something like that. Just, just play the toilet or Electro. something. <laughs> just put him in the back. Electro. <laughs> you put him in the back. Oh, no, you put a Magnemite in the in the top shelf. And when the guy sits down and takes a shit, you have him doing uh, Thundershock. <laughs> or better yet, and stuff. It's like you put a Voltorb inside the toilet, and all of a sudden he just goes to sit down, and all of a sudden something touches something, and it just explodes. Oh, God, that'd be great. <laughs> I love <laughs> this. The fucking toilet water going everywhere. Great. Gables, I'm all in on this. <laughs> You know, back our Kickstarter. Gables and I are going to make this. Um, our own Bully 2 based on the Paladin region. Oh my god, dude. And all of a sudden, you see the dude just go just shooting out in the top or something like that. Just like, kid walks to the bathroom. There's just another kid stuck in the ceiling. It's <laughs> great. What are we, man, we should have been game developers. What are we doing? People toward the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love this idea. Um, but last, but... I don't want to say certainly not least, but um, they we finally got some extended looks here 
at the expansions. We got Teal Mask. Uh, we got to, we finally got a date on September 13th. Um, yes. So we have that part coming, and we have the second part coming. Um, fuck, what is that called? Blue, blue, blue shell? No. God damn it. It's not blue. It's actually called, I think, the Indigo Disc. Indigo Disc, thank you. Um, it is not here in the write-up, sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Indigo Disc, we got we got some reveals on that one. We got some more details. Um, Gables, I, I mentioned this when I did the live react, that you are the um, measuring stick of how excited I should be for Pokemon. Um, so you tell me, coming off of this, you know, you're the person, you bought Sword and Shield DLC. Uh, I mentioned it um, on the live react I did that, you know, you were, you played the first one, you seemed to like that one quite a bit, and you never even went around, you never got back to even playing the second part. I felt like you kind of like, didn't, like you were kind of lukewarm on going back to it. Um, I think both of us were, it's fair to say, were, even though we, there's a lot of things we liked and loved about um, Scarlet and Violet, we came away, it's fair to say, pretty disappointed overall about some of the, some of the kind of more so how it ran and just other, you know things like that in the game. Um, but you know, like I've talked about, like they've never they've done zero patches to the game to make it run better. Um, they've even not even mentioned the game's issues, and now on top of that, they're asking us to pay them an additional thirty dollars to to play more of this game. Um, so for me, it's like it's hard for me to justify doing that, especially in September, coming out a week after Starfield and Baldur's Gate three. I'm sorry, what? Uh, but um, you know, I'm I, I'm the guy. Go, I play Pokemon games for the nostalgia more so than anything else. Like yes. the, you know, my overall love for Pokemon, uh, playing the games. Uh, but I'm I'm curious. You know, like I said, you're you're you are my measuring stick when it comes to Pokemon games. How are you feeling about this DLC so far? Okay, so before I get into that, though, let me correct you on something, though. It is correct, though, that it took me a long while to actually go forth and go back to Scarlet and... Not Scarlet and Bob, but, like, Sword and Shield's DLC, the second portion of it. Because, yeah, after completing... After going through and beating Pokemon Sword and then going through, like, the... Uh, that Isle... That Isle DLC and stuff, basically, where you got the Cub Fu and all this other shit... That was fine, but at the same time, it really wasn't, didn't really satisfy me in terms of the quality in regards to, like, a Pokemon expansion in that regards. But uh, the Crown Tundra, I did go back to, I did beat that, and I did get, like, the special horse and stuff okay. that was, you know, the one of the, there was two legendary horses and stuff you you could get with uh, Calyrex or something like that, the main legendary Pokemon and stuff that was involved inside that. But... I like that DLC actually more so than the first one. I'm actually, the reason why I bring this up, though, is because when it came to the presentation of both DLCs right here, right? Like, oh, my God. The Indigo Disc being the second Teal one. Mask. And the first Teal Mask being the first one. Thank you. Just, yeah, just trying to remember all these freaking names and stuff <laughs> like that for Pokemon expansions. But uh, the Teal Mask, the Teal Mask itself, you know, after looking at it a little bit extensively, there were just some interesting aspects of it. I think the most I got out of both of these DLCs from what I watched from that, pretty much that five-minute trailer <laughs> showcasing all this other stuff, was there are certain characters, certain plays in regards to comparisons to the first DLC between the story of Momotaru, which is like basically 
a kid like having like entrusted with like these three other deities or something like that, or like these three other gods, I should say, go through and like uh, save the save the town and stuff from like the ogre or something like that. There are some characters in there that just look kind of interesting in terms not just like good character design things, but in terms of like various like importance. The reason why I bring up characters of variance importance is because this kind of ties into some of the rumors that were talked about both the Teal Mask and the Indigo Disc going into this Pokemon Direct. Whereas one of the things is there, one of the riddles actually from Riddler Coup, one of the predominant leakers and stuff, was talking about, oh, hey, this DLC and stuff's going to pander to a specific generation and stuff like that. And he listed four options. But two out of the four I thought were kind of plausible. You know, Galar and Unova. And out of that, Galar was actually pandered to quite a bit inside of this DLC stuff. Because we had certain Pokemon that were gone through and showcased that were brand new Pokemon, mind you. There was an evolved form of Applin, which is called Diplin, a candy apple. Right. So I hate that entire one. sentence you just said to me, Gales. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the whole thing. And you somehow you you I almost know. made it through with a straight face. <laughs> you, 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 I know. Yeah. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. Well, I understand, man. But at the same point, what I'm trying to get what I'm trying to get at is like there was definitely a lot of pandering to Galar in regards to both the teal mask and also for like the indigo disc for some aspects. I mean, obviously, that from like Apple and the Diplin, the new evolution and stuff. But also in terms of the other evolution that was showcased right here, and this is probably the, one of the more important ones right here, from Galar, you had the, the dragon type, like uh, dragon steel type, I believe it was, Duraludon. And then it has this evolution here, like Aralodon or Archaladon, I think its name is. And so basically why this evolution is so important, it ties into another sort of thing that they're kind of hinting at, the Pokemon Company. Because... What they're hinting at is more like Unova sort of like involvement, you know. The other rumor that was pertaining to go into this is like they are teasing portions of like their next possible game that they're working on. And rumors are going around that it could be something and it relates to either something Generation 5 related. Either it be like a Legends Q-Rim or like a remaster of like the Pokemon Black or Pokemon White or even like full-on sequels. We don't know. But at the same time is there were a bunch of different references to Generation 5 stuff. Archaladon, it is a bridge. It's a bridge dragon, quintessentially, right? And why that's important is in Generation 5, there's predominant uses of like bridges inside this game. That region is based pretty much of like the USA, yeah. of America. That's why, that region. that's why there's a trash Pokemon. Yeah, that's basically why there's, like, Pokemon that are more reminiscent <laughs> to, like, more American theme, but it was just kind of hilarious, though, trash bag Pokemon, but, but, uh, yeah, you have the different type of bridges and stuff that, uh, you had to travel around and stuff as a character in Pokemon Black and Pokemon White and stuff, but, uh, you have references to that, and also, to bring up something that I talked about before going into this little tangent, characters. There is a character inside of the Indigo Disc that is actually reminds me so much of one of the gym trainer the gym leaders from Pokemon Black and Pokemon White like the gym train the the gym leader in general is Drayton like Drayton and stuff he's a dragon type gym leader 
inside of those games. Inside of this new Indigo Desknub, you have a character called Drayton, who also uses Dragon-type Pokemon, right? Archaladon and stuff. Both of which are kind of like references in terms of those Generation 5 games. But, yes, for those different types of references and those different types of things, though, I mean, that's what kind of made things a little bit more interesting to me. Because, in general, these trailers and stuff, they did all they did all right in terms of like presenting what certain players wanted to see. It does kind of piss me off that there was no mention of any type of like say updates for stability or like anything in regards to like addressing things in general about how bad the performances were Scarlet and Violet. But at the same point, other than what I've mentioned so far, the new Paradox Pokemon actually look pretty fun, <laughs> pretty freaking cool in my opinion, dude. You have Raging Bolt, which is the Paradox Pokemon for Raikou from Generation 2, which he basically looks like a Brontosaurus, sort of, because it's like he has a tall neck, and his mane almost makes him look like he's like a storm cloud. And that is supposed to be reminiscent of like a primal, sort of like past and stuff like that, kind of similar to what they did with, uh, with the Suicune's Paradox Pokemon, stuff like that. But the other one... The other one is like a uh, the paradox form of Cabalion from Generation 5. There's another hint of another reference and stuff. Whereas it's more like a futuristic sort of like... Uh, it almost kind of reminds me of like... Uh, not like a motorcycle, but it kind of almost... It just reminds me of like just kind of a crazy sort of like futuristic type of version of this Pokemon. Kind of similar to that of Verizion for the first... You know, the from what they did with their own like... Uh, terror raids and stuff but uh from what i've seen and from what the character references and this and that you know i mean it makes me kind of excited to actually want to try out like uh the teal mask and the indigo disc however i am getting the same type of vibes as when i went through and tried to play the like the uh the galar dlc from like pokemon sword and shield to where i feel like the second expansion is going to be the more substantial one than say the first not to say that the first one's going to be bad but what i'm saying is a lot more interesting stuff we're probably going to find inside the second expansion because not only were we seeing hints of other generation five stuff to be presented but it also ties into one last rumor i want to bring up that was also brought up by riddler coup is there will be an important character inside this expansion that's going to tie into the next pokemon games so i'm curious to see if it is one of the characters we saw during that initial pokemon direct or if it's someone new entirely hell i didn't even mention like the uh one of the other characters that kind of looks sort of important uh, her name is bria or some of that sort basically she's sort of like a teacher or so like a new teacher that like uh, takes the students on a trip or something like that to i think kitakami in general that the okay. expansion stuff but uh so for the scarlet and violet stuff i thought it was okay i'm kind of bummed that they didn't show more than what they did because it was only like five minutes long and here you have next month is the first expansion launch for the teal mask yeah but uh what were your thoughts, though, in terms of the Scarlet and Violet stuff? Uh, it's going to take a lot to, like, really convince me to want to play this thing. Yes. 
after coming off of Scarlet and Violet, like I, I talk, we, we talked about a lot last year, where it's like uh-huh. there's so much things I love about that game, but it's so like so frustrating to play, and um, visually I just hate looking at it because it's so poorly ran. Uh, it just looks incredibly bland, um, especially coming off of Legends Arceus to this. It's just like night and day, the the art style. Um, so you it's hard. Tell. For me. Yeah, you could tell what effort was, uh, what what how much effort they put into one over the other. <laughs> well, I think it was more so not so much effort, but it was like we have to like lower the graphics to like make this thing run better. Yes, type, type of thing. Whereas like and that was like the thing where it's like, well, we can you know we gotta make it look worse, but make it run better. And somehow Legend Arceus ran better and also looked much better. Um, and Arceus had a lot of problems on top of that. I mean, I'm not even. You know, there was, there was issues there, but they weren't um, as notice, noticeable as Scarlet. And no, or, or like they just were nowhere near as frequent. Um, and I mean, obviously, like Arceus is a much is is focused more on kind of like open areas that are not a lot in them compared to this game, but uh, Scarlet Violet. But yeah, like I said, it's let's go back down that that road. Uh, but it's just it, it's good. It was gonna take a lot to like get me excited for. I come in, I'm coming in and like a very negative place about that game and it's just like i really need you to like go over the top and sell me on this yeah and coming out it's a, like i said it's a 35 minute 35 minute presents i was the first like what 25 minutes or so was just a lot of filler stuff which i get like you got to show us this stuff because we we're, you know we give us the appetizer because we're here we're just really here for the main course mm-hmm. uh you know it's like it's like a, a timeshare where it's like we got to sit through, the, sit through the two hour presentation, but we're really just here for the free weekend type of thing. Yes. Uh, and I'm like, that's what I was here for. And that's what I think most people are here for. And, but it was like, man, it was two thirds of that thing was just shit I didn't care about. Um, and then you give us this, another trailer that doesn't really give us a lot either. I feel like, like, no. didn't fill in a lot of gaps, like what we're doing here. Like, give us a little bit. Like, I, I does, definitely does look like, though, like you look at, um, Really, Nintendo as a whole, but I've talked about a lot. Where um, I know I'm not Game Freak and Pokemon are not owned by Nintendo, 100%. I know that, but you look at like on the Switch since they've been doing the all of the DLC content, everything is always built around like you have to buy the whole thing, and you're but you're buying the thing for the last content. Like everything else is just like mm-hmm. extra missions, challenge packs, stuff like that that you really don't care for that much to get to the the main course which is the last pack and that i when you look at that like you look at teal mask it looks like it's just like it's definitely already stuff that's based in the world they've built so far right based like an extra little side mission you can do and then when you get the indigo disc probably december or early next year um that is like here's a whole new area but it looks like they have their whole own like final four like that part kind of intrigues me uh, honestly, but like, like I said, I'm I coming will, in from a. Go ahead. I will say one thing that does intrigue me, and that was the final portion that they did reveal, and that was the hidden treasure of Area Zero. Yeah. That yeah. was the continuation of the main story that was never fully addressed. Because yeah. Went inside of Area Zero, you went through and you gone through, you encountered all these paradox Pokemon, you pretty much face off against like. Uh, 
like a fucking AI and stuff like that that uh, you think is some somebody else and stuff like that. But at the end, we never truly got the conclusion of that story in general. Like, what was the hidden treasure of Area Zero? Like, why are these Paradox Pokemon even freaking here? You know, on... <laughs> Because what they gave for, like, an explanation for that is, like, they're pulling them out of, like, random portions of the past and stuff. And here yeah. they are coming into the present or into the future or something like that. You're pulling them back to the present or some shit like that. So, what's fascinating about this last tidbit and stuff like that is there are a lot of things they can go and do with that storyline. But at the same point, that's probably the most important probably the most intriguing like last DLC thing that they're probably going to be doing with this thing to tie everything all up with Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we'll, we'll get this and then I'll, maybe it will like tease gen five stuff and then Pokemon day next year. We'll get like gen five announcements is what I'm expecting. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm still just kind of in a kind of a more, ne- like I, especially I come out. It's crazy to me. I've come out of, Legend Arceus, where I was, uh-huh. you know, I mean, this time last year, I was like on a high still from Legend Arceus and super pumped for Scarlet and Violet. And now here I am. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of probably the lowest I've been on Pokemon since I've kind of come back into the Pokemon world, you know, in 10 years since with X and Y 2013. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, I man, like, I don't know, like it, it, they own my childhood. So it's like, it's hard for me to say I'm out completely, but. Is uh, I definitely just want to be like deuces, ooze out type of moment here for me. Um, but I don't know if I'll be able to do it. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, Gibbles, like overall though, like do you think this will be a day one buy for you? Will this be a day one buy for me? Teal mask, I mean. Yes, I feel like it will be a day one buy for me. Not just because I'm a Pokemon fan, mind you, but I'm legitimately curious in regards to what things that they have hidden inside this DLC. I'm not sure what they'll do for like improving performance by Nintendo side of things. I don't think they will I'm, at this point. At this point, they didn't do any type of substantial really updates for Sword and Shield when that one was out and about. So I firmly do not expect them to do a final patchwork or something like that for major issues for Scarlet and Violet now. But like I've stated, I am fairly curious to see what the teal mask will lead to. But yeah, I definitely would probably buy a day one. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Well, uh, let's move on here, Gables, to uh, another topic we got here. Give me one second as I'm typing. Uh, we got Gables. We got the June MPDs. So okay, a little late uh, for the normal. They uh, they got delayed a couple weeks from uh, Circana, uh, but I'm still gonna call them the MPDs. Um, and then uh. They came in last week, but we had a bunch of other stuff to talk about. We just didn't get around to it. Yes. Uh, so let's get into it. It's one of my favorite things to talk about every month, Gables. Let's just jump into it here. We got the top 20 games. Uh, this is based off of not units sold, but money earned. Uh, okay. Top 20 games from June of this year. So we're going to start off hot here, Gables. Number 20, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Okay. Number 19, Resident Evil 4. Uh, dropped all the way down from number 9 the previous month. Uh, number 18, God of War Ragnarok, staying pretty flat. Number 17, Gables, brand new game. Well, kind of a brand new. It's a, it's a remake of a brand new game. 
story of seasons a wonderful life formerly known as harvest moon it's a, it's a remake of the gamecube game uh, oh very weird just jumping in number 17 there um number 16 here elden ring uh okay. number 15 another brand new game here from ea uh f123 um Okay. Yeah, so uh, I, I forgot they actually bought the studio that makes that game. Uh, number 14, as you know, it's all reliable here. Minecraft. Uh, still yep. always in the in the team somewhere. Number 13, a major drop from uh, number four the previous month, Dead Island 2, but it's been on the market now for a few months at this point. Uh, so, you know, it makes sense. We get, we get some brand new. We got uh, five brand new games on the list this month. The top three are all brand new games in the month of June. Uh, okay. Sure, Gables will be able to figure them out when he thinks about it. Uh, number twelve here, Mario Kart Eight. Finally yes. jumping on the top ten here. Number eleven, FIFA Twenty Three. Uh, kind of a, a drop down, but you gotta think. You know, in June we're getting closer and closer uh, to the new uh, was it FC uh, EAFC? I think it was called the new football club. I believe, it's, I believe yep. that's what they're calling it now. Um, number ten, jumping all the way back here from twenty four. Marvel Spider Man. Uh, hmm. Imagine there must have been like some PC sale or something going on, maybe uh, some Steam. Sale. Oh, June, end of May, we had the uh, um, Pokemon or no uh, PlayStation. You get a PlayStation showcase. Showcase, thank on. you. Yes, so this makes sense. That's that's when they revealed the uh, Spider-Man Two gameplay. Uh, so we had that number. We had Spider-Man number ten. Miles Morales is number number nine, away from thirty-one. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Was getting a big boost there from that. Uh, number eight, MLB The Show 2023. 20, uh, uh, number seven, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Number six, Call of Duty Marvel Fair 2. Number right. five, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, jumping down, dropping down from two. Jumping down okay. from number one uh, the, for the last two months, for the last month, Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda there. Okay. And Gables, the top three are all brand new games. Okay. What were the three big games that came out in June? All right. So three big games that came out in June. The f- number one thing I can think of is Street Fighter VI. Number three. Okay. That's number three. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what other games that released in June now. I mean, the other one. One of them. <laughs> one of them I beat. Okay. One of them you beat. Talked about a lot for like like a month straight. Took me like 70 hours to beat. I see. So Final Fantasy 16 is probably number the two. Next. Number one. Neither one of us have played. Okay, so neither one of us have played this but game. But it's a huge game. Okay. Made by the Overwatch 2 people. Oh, that's right. It's Diablo 4. Exactly, yes. Number three, Street Fighter 6. Number two, Final Fantasy 16. Number one, Diablo 4. So. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Makes, <laughs> makes sense here. Kind of, you know, kind of chalk for what we're expecting, but I don't know. It's kind of, it's, I, I always find it kind of, fun, kind of fun when you, like, you look and see, like, um, you, know, you just see like the random games jump up, like Miles Morales and Spider-Man jumping in both into the top ten in June. We got the uh, three brand new games coming out, uh, all taking the one, two, three spot. Um, you know, just Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, making the top twenty. Uh, maybe one of the most shocking top twenty games to me so far um, of the year. Yeah, <laughs> maybe ever, honestly. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, what are you thinking about this this list here? Honestly, the list itself, other than like the the major surprise, obviously, with that Story of Seasons game. But other than that, though, it's really refreshing seeing top three not being sports games in any sort, you know, where it's like, 
in years past, you'd have like, okay, maybe a basketball game, maybe like a football game or this or that. But at the same point, you have Diablo 4, you have freaking Final Fantasy 16, then you have Street Fighter 6. The similarity between all three of these is like, it, it's some form of an RPG. Yeah. <laughs> With the Street Fighter 6, obviously the main story mode is quintessentially you exploring like, uh, oh, fuck, what the... What do they call that city? It's not New York. It's another. It's another type of like city. Oh God. Um, basically, basically the Street Fighter Six single player is sort of like an action RPG Metro? in some aspects. Metro City. That's right. So it's Metro City. But uh, yeah, I'm very happy that uh, I've had a chance to at least play a bit, like two of those three for the top thing. Holding off on Diablo 4 for now because I do not need a large majorly chunking RPG. <sighs> That's the end of the year. Anyway. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm really in I'm really actually surprised with what we had with side this list and for the MPGs inside of June. But other than that though, I'm really curious to see how July is gonna be. Yeah, I mean July is kind of uh I don't think anything like Pikmin came out in July. Yeah. I don't think anything else big came out in July that I could think of something ahead. Uh, feels so That's long. That's why I'm kind of curious because there's, other than like, say, wait, did AEW Five Forever? When did that? That was June, June 29th. So. That was June 29th. So, so yeah, I'm kind of interested could, in seeing where that place is in July. Yeah, it could be one of those things where it's like all the sales were like, you know, it sold a lot in pre orders. So it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if it's not on the list though. Or if it's like the bottom of the top 20 list. Uh, I hope it'd be in there because it'd be awesome if that game. I hope that game is successful for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, God, it, sometimes there's like, it's it's always awesome to see like a lot of new games, especially when yeah, like June was incredibly stacked to see where those games yes. land. Uh, especially with Final Fantasy 16 being a PS5 exclusive, being number two, uh, is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, like I mean, yeah, you look at like I'm I'm actually interested. I think we should get July. I think next week here. Uh, but uh, like. It's kind of fun sometimes when you see those months where there's like not a lot comes out and see like how games sell and like what, what we're looking at for that month. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool little month there. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think like I said, I think we should be getting next week's or I think this next week we should be talking about um, for July. But, Gables, let's move on to some other news this week. Um, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, we've been talking about there's been a lot of leaks about possibly being a – there was like a – they were – they got um, – Rated in South Korea, which always means like usually uh -huh. something's coming soon from them. Um, there was like a, someone found on the back end of the website, the the Take Two or no the Rockstar sorry the Rockstar website found a new Red Dead Redemption logo. Um, well, Gables they finally revealed it um, right before they they did their um, quarterly report. Take Two did they announced Red Dead Redemption is well it's not getting a remake. Gables it's not even getting a remaster. It's getting a port. They're porting the game to PS4 and Switch, uh, not even PS5 or, or anything like that. The game is backwards compatible on the Xbox already, uh, but they announced it's coming uh, August 17th for $50. Uh, the game will include the Undead Nightmare DLC, will not have the multiplayer, um, and uh, it still runs at 30 frames per second. Uh, so they literally um, just uh, literally, literally did the bare minimum to put this game on PS4 and on Switch. Um, and the CEO came out and he said this is commercially accurate, the price. 
depending which obviously you know he's the CEO of the company. Of course he's going to say that. He's not going to like, "Yeah, no, it's we're really just trying to, you know, so this is a money play." Uh he's not going to say that obviously. So uh I don't know. Like I've I'm not a Red Dead Redemption guy. I played it. I I I own it digitally on my I bought it on 360 back in the day. I do own it. Um you can buy the on 360 for for I think $30 or if you want to, you can find a disc out there probably for much cheaper. So if you own like an Xbox Series X or an Xbox One, you could just buy a disc for probably less than $10 and just literally buy the exact same version that they're selling for people to fit for $50. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is pretty crazy, but I mean, it's from the studio that gave us that GTA trilogy remaster last year. So uh, yes, I feel Gables. Obviously pissed and disappointed with this regardless because I did play through the entirety of Red Dead Redemption. That was a fantastic game from beginning to end. The story mode stuff was fun. But here's the thing, though. They did bare minimum to port this from what they've had initially onto the PS4 and the Switch. No mention of PC whatsoever. That is of importance, though, because you're ignoring an entire fucking fan base that played, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, I believe, on Steam as well. But here's the thing, though. Not even a version for PS5, not even, like, a version for Steam in that regards. Even with, like, the Xbox, like, the Xbox 360 version and stuff like that, you can still update it to, like, 4K and all this other stuff with the freaking next generation, like, update and stuff because... You know how Microsoft has done with some of these older games and stuff. You have that option to upgrade to have it in higher fidelity. And, like, I'm not sure about the frame rate, though. I mean, I haven't personally checked into it. But I got a copy of Red Dead Redemption for <laughs> my uh, Xbox Series X here. So I'm probably going to be plugging that one in and just seeing how much of a difference here. Because there's a couple of questions I have in mind about this. One, is the entire game going to be on a card for the Switch? Are parts of it going to be downloadable only? Like, uh, will this actually include the multiplayer portion of Red Dead Redemption to where you basically went online and stuff like that? You met with a couple of like people or something and just basically just played freaking outlaws and stuff with all these other people, just do a lot of random bullshit. But uh, what's going to be interesting, though, is like, how is it going to run technically? on like say ps4 and on switch as well and especially with switch because like i've stated before you know if they try to include everything i basically hope everything is on a fucking game card and not like say half online and stuff and then like half on the card or something like that because that's how some developers like lazily go through and do things on the switch whereas they don't want to put the entire game like on the card itself you'll have to download certain portions or in some developers' cases, let's just do a complete cloud streaming version and stuff and just completely just shit on everything with Nintendo Switches yeah. online. Well, that's not like a developer. That's it, It's like that is a businessman that's like, this is what we're going to do. I think this uh-huh. is on the developer type of thing. But to uh, right. to um, answer your question, this is not the multiplayer. This is just Undead Nightmare and the main game. Okay, so we don't have to, have to worry about the online stuff. That's, that's kind of a shame, though, because even... With like the older games and stuff, you can actually—I think you can actually still play the online stuff for that. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, 
I guess I can look it up real fast here. I'm not sure because it's been a long time. So I know that thing had multiplayer to begin with, but I'm not sure if it's still online or open. I think it, I'm not sure, but it probably got closed a long while ago. Um, active. I'm looking it up right now. Um, uh, God, why is it so hard sometimes to ask Google a question? <laughs> Uh, I know. No, they turned it off last year. Oh wow! So, so yeah, there's a poly. Well, more... okay. So there's a Polygon article from September 4th, 2022. A fond farewell to Red Dead uh, Online has reached its end of its lifespan. Yeah, so it's it's offline now. So that makes sense, I guess, why they're not doing okay. that. Okay. So that's really crazy how they closed it last year, and now they're porting versions and stuff to where it doesn't even have the complete sort of uh, thing to it. You know, I mean, granted. The original Red Dead Redemption's online really wasn't like as maybe not as great as say like what Red Dead Redemption Two what they went through and did with that sort of stuff from even with like the whole neglecting of some bits of their community stuff. But uh, honestly, I'm happy that Red Dead Redemption is coming to more consoles. However, this is probably the shittiest way you could have actually have done this because not only are you alienating the the users on platforms that that are not getting it but now you're pretty much putting out like a untouched sort of a gimped version or something like that because you don't want to spend the extra effort in refurbishing it for the other systems yeah yeah it definitely feels like a a uh somebody high up was like we want to make some money um let's do this um you know they also announced that like They've they've had kind of two kind of lower end months. Take two has the last couple of years now, or last couple of quarters. I mean, um, that's because they just haven't put a lot of new stuff out. Like they have like obviously have like two K, um, yeah. NBA two K is always a big success for them. But like, um, you know, GTA Five Online is still is still extremely successful for them. But they haven't had a new the next big thing. So there's a lot of hubbub uh, about possibly getting uh, GTA Six uh, between April of next year and. Uh, May or March 31st, 2025. Uh, yeah, good uh, luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it happens, it happens. Awesome, uh, but whatever on that. But I did look up Gables. If you want to buy Red Dead Redemption, you can buy it right now for four dollars and ninety cents. Um, and then if you want the do you want the the uh, Undead Nightmares, you can get it for about ten dollars. So if you are yep. if you have uh, an Xbox One or uh, Series X and you want to play the literally the exact same version of this game. You can for less than fifteen dollars, just buy them a physical copy of version of those. So, um, right, yeah. So, pretty crazy on that end. Uh, next up here, Gables, uh, Devolver Digital had their Devolver delayed. Uh, where literally yeah. they just tried to, they basically just made a uh, Nintendo Direct, but they tried to make it. They got it as close as they could to a, a, a direct without getting sued by Nintendo. Um, which I wouldn't be shocked if they still tried to uh, sue them for this. They called somebody like, can we sue them for this? Um, but some of the stuff here that was that they mentioned that it's called Devolver Delayed. It was like a three-minute long video. They announced that um, five games are getting delayed to next year. Uh, the Plucky yep. Squire, Skate yep. Story, Angerfoot, uh, Stick It to the Stick Man, and Pepper Grinder all coming next year. And like it was actually really funny. Uh, the the video was where like they said in like a super like positive high pitched voice like 2024 is just is now getting uh, is getting better, 
and like they tried to like totally like, turn into a positive type of thing which very funny <laughs> they did like the graphics of the uh, of like a of a Nintendo Direct they had like a the, the it sounded like the exact same person that does the, the voiceovers for Nintendo Direct do it um but they did confirm that games like uh Gumbrella um there's another game too that was also coming this year oh uh Tellus Principle is coming this year uh we're getting DLC for uh Cult of the Lamb as well so uh, okay yeah I don't know I if, not too much to add on that one like I said it was a three minute long video uh, Devolver, just being Devolver, it will never not be awesome. Uh, and uh, for selfishly, for my uh, fantasy critic league, I am pretty pumped that Punky Squires got delayed. Uh, really needed Gunbrella to be delayed as well. That would have been great. But um, hey, Gibbles uh, 2023, we've been talking about a lot. Uh, this year is pretty fucking crazy for game releases. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, somehow like August has turned into my, my indie month of like, I'm just basically <laughs> catching up on indie games that came out this year uh so uh, pretty much anything that comes out post starfield that's that's not like that's not a big major game i don't know if i'll be able to play you this year so um <laughs> moving as many things to 2024 uh is, is a good thing what about you gables yeah that's pretty much how i feel about it as well well you know with this whole thing and stuff i can understand why they delayed those games the next year but at the same point though it is kind of funny they did it in a way to where it's like not only is it super positive and stuff like that but at the same point it's like yeah that's fine take the time you need i'm still expecting umbrella to be a good game so yeah eh. oh yeah i think all those games will be good it's just uh i'm i'm yeah i, I want to play these games but it's like i definitely don't want them to get lost in the uh the shuffle um next up here though we had the thq uh nordic showcase um it was like 25 minutes long, wasn't too bad, but uh, most of it you could just kind of skip over it. Like THQ Nordic is like living up to the name of THQ, where they're just putting out a lot of uh, B games and C games. Um, but some of the major stuff that was announced in this Gables, we got South Park Snow Day. Uh, it is a yeah. 3D uh, South Park game. It is a th- uh, co-op multiplayer game uh, coming to all the consoles and PC. Said uh, next year. Uh, looks like a I don't know if it's like a MOBA. Like, there's only like a handful, like what five, six seconds of gameplay, uh, where you're like throwing snowballs and stuff at people, other kids. And yeah, I don't know. I can't tell if it's a MOBA. Is it a battle royale game? What the fuck is this game supposed to be? Uh, but like I said, we only got a a few seconds of gameplay. Uh, but I was telling you for the for the podcast cables, it's like um the Simpsons Monkey Paw, where it's like I just want another South Park game and. This is what we get. And it's like, especially hard where like we had two really good South Park games come out last generation. Yes. And then we get this one. So I don't know. You saw it. What'd you it, think? It definitely gives me a vibes of like South Park games of years past and stuff like that to where it's like the idea, you know, is kind of like a novelty or something like that, but maybe not so much as like going through the execution of it. I'm thinking about like the, original South Park, like the N64 and like the freaking PlayStation to where those games were kind of like, oh, okay, South Park is getting its own licensed game, this and that, and stuff like that to where it wasn't so substantial in terms of the gameplay. It was yeah. more so about, oh, ha, 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 hey. You know, all these references to the original South Park. But from the game, from what we saw from that trailer, it looks like one of those uh, like repetitive sort of like uh, online multiplayer type of games it wouldn't surprise me if it's like a free-to-play game or something to pay some sort of microtransaction shit for like live service stuff which but, honestly uh, would be better than being like a 50 game 
that oh, absolutely. requires if the same. Dollar game, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be that popular for yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when it comes to the whole the monkey's paw and stuff like that, I mean, granted, people wanted to see another South Park game be done, but here it is from THQ Nordic. It's a 3D South Park game with online multiplayer components and stuff that looks sort of like a clone of another few free to play kind of like multiplayer games. So yeah. Um, yeah, if like, like, you, like you mentioned, if like we never had Stick of Truth and Fractured Butthole, a part of me would be excited for this, but uh, yeah, yeah, after those coming out, coming off of those to get to this, it's just kind of meh, meh. yeah. Um, last up here though, really to talk about is uh, TMT, The Last Ronin. Uh, they, they actually they announced this last year that it was in development. Um, it is based off of a very popular comic book series from t- in 2020. Uh, but it's being announced. It's being made by Black Forest Games, who did the remakes for Destroy All Humans one and two. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I mentioned this at the time. They 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 did mention that like God of War twenty eighteen was like what they were using as like their inspiration for this. Um, huh. And like I don't think this will be like a best game of all time or game of the year type of contender coming from THQ, THQ Nordic, but like. If it could just be like an eight out of ten, that's all I'm asking for here. Like, just be good. Like, have have good quality, good good combat. That's be fun enough, and a just follow the storyline. Like, I don't know, but I I I know it's like one of like the one of the things that's like very hyped up from uh, TMNT over the years, over the last you know twenty years or so. Um, and like, I I don't know like the story spoilers of it, but I've, I've only heard good things about it. So I just want this thing to just be good. That's all I'm hoping for. It's just be good. What about you? Yeah. So similar to that, you know, I want this thing to be a good game as well. Even if they go through and do like about like, if they aim for like, say half of the quality in terms of like what God of Ragnarok is and stuff like that, yeah. then that would still be a great game yeah. of itself. I mean, I am excited because of the source material, you know, it's more of an adult adult theme like TMNT sort of game, but at the same time, you're left with a lot of mysterious, like, mis- like uh, intrigue and stuff. I'm kind of curious about the action stuff. We only saw little bits of tidbits stuff, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what else they show in terms of combat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't, that's one of the ones I can't wait for gameplay on. Um, that's going to make or break this game for me. Yeah. Uh, um, next up here though, Stalker 2. Uh, looks like it's coming out December first. That'll be at Gamescom later this year. That's okay. one of those. It's uh, a studio that's based out of Ukraine that it's been delayed. It's supposed to come out last April, and then obviously the war happened in Ukraine. Uh, multiple uh, employees of theirs were killed in combat, and yes. uh, so it's been delayed forever. And then like Russian hackers uh, hacked their their studio and like really held, like held them up for ransom basically. So they've had uh, a hell of a time. The last year and they've a half. They've endured a lot of shit. Yes, they've endured a, a lot of bullshit. Um, but the, they did announce that Games, uh, Gamescom, the game will be available. And it looks like on the back end, there are some leaks. And it's coming out December 1st. That's also going to be a Game Pass game, day one. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, the game looks really cool If uh, from the gameplay we've seen over the last couple of years. Uh, but yeah, I just want to point that out to people. And last but not least here, Gables. Well, maybe actually least here. Uh, Street Fighter VI, um, you, you, met, you uh, sent me a message. I think Sunday night about, hey, uh, dude, they just announced Team and T uh, is coming to Street Fighter Six. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna have to buy this game. <laughs> and then later on, I found out, oh no, it's just skins. The character skin. And then I just found out later on, I found out 
they're $60 for these skins. Exactly. Here's the thing about it, dude. It's like people were so excited about this TMNT crossover because they have these costumes that are going to be coming into Street Fighter VI in terms of the like uh, tie-in and stuff between Nickelodeon and stuff and then Capcom and stuff. So I think that uh, because of the licensing stuff that they had to go through and try to like price it this high in that regards, but I feel like this totally screwed the pooch of like any type of like relativity and not just relativity but like uh in terms of anybody really wanting to do like future sort of deals and stuff now i'm really kind of concerned personally because like what happens if they get like other franchises and stuff are they like, really gonna go forth and do like 15 or 20 dollars skins and stuff like that for things because here's the thing all four of those turtles if you went through and you bought the equivalent to what that uh that like that currency system they got going and stuff like that, you would be spending in total like about $60, maybe even more, because it's $15 for a TMNT costume. For the little accessories or something, it's more like about 5 I think. Like around $5 just for like a little headband, this and that for your creative character. But granted, yeah, you don't have to go forth and involve itself and stuff, but at the same point, this is the type of material I kind of agree with uh, Maximilian Dude on to where it's like, if you want more people to go forth and like participate in this type of promotion and get people so hyped, not just in terms of having TMNT costumes, but having this stuff with anything Turtles related to where you can enjoy with a mass amount of people, you want to make the entry point a little bit lower in terms of getting everybody in instead of just a select few that want to spend that much in order to get that stuff because it looks like literally hey if you have money go forth and pay up buy these costumes and stuff like that so that way let's distribute who's the whales and who are not <laughs> yeah well somebody else pointed out that in justice 2 they had the tmnt uh turtles yep. in there and uh for the whole kit and caboodle it was ten dollars yep it was ten dollars and that was that wasn't even a skin that was an actual fighter uh you're getting an actual yep. character so uh is pretty incredible where we, we were at now with, with that but uh yeah, pretty disappointing. I went from like oh, I'm gonna have to buy this game now to. Never oh mind. fuck this! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Never mind. I don't need to. Um, but let's move on. Give us what we're playing. Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I'll go first this time because okay. I can make this one kind of short and sweet right here. So I've been playing a hodgepodge of different games, a couple of which have been from the NSO. One of them was the Pokemon trading card game, oh, the Game Boy game stuff. Yeah. I have interest in playing it because I've never played it. I'm still trying to get my bearings in regards to it. I kind of know the basics of the Pokemon trading card game and stuff. The whole aspect is trying to get into a pattern of, okay, who, which trainers am I going to go forth and beat first before I can initially go and make a comparable deck so that way I can face the other trainers and stuff. Because currently I understand that the format of this is like you basically have a 60-card deck. You cannot have less than 60 cards, apparently. Mm-hmm. And from that, in that regards and stuff, the major issue I'm having currently right now is trying to make this deck fast enough to where I need the cards, you know, so I can get the cards that I need. So trying to figure out that problem is I need to find which trainer actually gives certain cards that is going to make this deck faster. And what I'm talking about is like drawing specific cards or something like that, or like have like multiple different copies of like one Pokemon. Because I think you can have like maybe a max of three Pokemon at a time or something like a specific Pokemon. So for example, the base deck that I chose was like a Squirtle and, Fl- and Squirtle and friends and stuff, because I kind of like the Squirtle and the water type Pokemon stuff. 
especially with Blastoise's ability. But uh, there's also some mixture of other types of like Pokemon with it. So what I've been doing right now is I've been beating a bunch of uh, the practice trainer and stuff because he's giving me booster packs of like the elemental cards and stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna need plenty of these elemental cards and stuff when I go through and create another deck or like try to create like modify this current deck with what I want. But uh, I think I've spent mostly like about an hour playing playing like the Pokemon trading card game, trying to get used to things. Because when I went through and tried to battle some of the other like uh, trading card like masters and stuff like that, or even like trainers that were there that have like stronger decks, yeah, I I would get my ass kicked because I didn't have the proper tools available, so I could make this deck faster, have the right Pokemon, so I can create a good cohesive sort of flow. You know, like I know that back when the Pokemon trading card game first came out and stuff, they wanted, like, an emphasis of two different types to try to fuse into, like, one deck, so that way you'll have plenty of creatures and stuff that you can put in play or on the bench or something like that, but at the same time, you're not mixing up all these different types and stuff to try to make it slow as possible. But uh, I played that. I played maybe, like, a few hours of Pokemon Stadium 2. I have played through the individual mini games and I still love playing through those mini games like I did back when I was a teenager. Oh my gosh. I one of my favorites still has to be in regards to like Eager Eevee and then like the Dawn Fan Run one is pretty hilarious. But uh yeah the mini games are still fun as hell. But yeah my absolute favorite mini game of that whole thing is like the preciseness in terms of like a cutting the wood is either like either as a scyther or a pincer. <laughs> Because it's basically, you're in this competition, right, to where you have four Pokemon, either a Scyther or a Pinsir or whichever combination. And basically, you have to be precise in terms of cutting the piece of wood. And so when this log falls down, you have to cut it where the line is. Back in the day, I used to perfect, yeah, perfect those type of things, you know, so it's like kind of crazy. But other than that, though... Play a little bit of multi like Marvel's Ultimate Alliance three. I played through the, the initial first chapter of the game. Yeah, the gameplay's fun, everything like that. But uh, yeah, I'm still trying to get my bearings of it. It's sort of like uh, like a, a stereotypical like action like action game, like action RPG sort of game to where you can switch between your characters like fairly easy. There's a bunch of different, like, uh, variety of characters you can unlock after Chapter 1. Like, you start off with the Guardians of the Galaxy, which, hey, that's always good with me. So it's like a mixing up between, like, Star-Lord and stuff and Rocket or, like, Gamora and, like, uh, Drax. Drax and stuff like that. You have all sorts of these double-team moves you can do and stuff. And, like, the whole thing ties into pretty much, like, uh, the Infinity Stones with Thanos and stuff. So it's it's kind of a cool beginning of it. But other than that, though, last thing I've been playing has been mostly sort of like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, trying to do that uh, that whole, like, just fists, the whole, like, battling with just fists and stuff like that. I've made substantial progress to where now I'm almost done with the first castle, and it's almost, like, uh, three hours in, <laughs> the thing in general. The initial thing that I did find out, though, I didn't save certain, certain aspects of when I was doing certain bosses, so I had to repeat certain bosses over again, like the Allrex Quarters and, like, uh, Legion and stuff. But what's kind of hilarious is I went back to do some of those battles a little bit later once I leveled up, because there were still things I had to collect and try to explore. 
inside of like the lower areas of the first castle. My initial extent is to still go through and get the 200.9% in regards to exploration stuff, as well as not using any type of like weapons other than my fists. <laughs> so yeah, this challenge run for me so far has been fine. There have been some challenges here or there and some annoyances, but uh, other than that, though, I'm still continuing on. And uh, once I hit the second castle, like the reverse castle and stuff, it's going to be interesting to see how long I'm actually going to want to keep continuing this. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's basically what I've been playing, though. But uh, I'm going to step out for a little bit here, but uh, go ahead and do what you're playing. Okay, Tyler? All right, games. All right, so uh, I've been playing one game really this week. Uh, I've been playing through uh, till I got... I guess I should probably say this. First time ever, um, review copy was provided by the publisher. Um, but I got a copy of a review code for Telltale's The Expanse. Um, I, I've played the first two episodes so far um, that are out. And uh, so far, I am absolutely loving it. Um, I have, If people don't know, you've only been listening for a short amount of time. Um, I was a huge Telltale fanboy uh, back in the day, really from pretty much... Walking Dead season one all the way to the end. I was pretty much there for the beginning for everything, you know, um, the Batman games, all the Walking Dead seasons, um, even Tales of the Borderlands, all of those. Like, I was there for, played them all, loved them all. Uh, so pretty much everything. I played everything but the Minecraft one. So that was the only thing I didn't play of theirs uh, after Walk after Walking Dead. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, uh, I really am enjoying it so far. What's crazy for me is like, I am not like an expanse fan really like uh i i watched the first season when like shortly after it first came out and then like like right before season two started and then i just never went back to starting season two and then a couple of years ago i actually like oh, I should, i'm gonna go back and watch that and i think it was right before the last season was about to air and i actually um watched the first season i got like an episode or two went to season two it just kind of fell off somewhere and now because of this i've actually gone back and started watching the show again now i'm almost done with i just started over I started over on season two. I'm not going to start from the season one again. I just started from season two, episode one. And now I think I'm like only a few episodes left in season two. Uh, but um, this is a, what helps though is this is a prequel series. Uh, and they actually even kind of mentioned that, um, you know, with this, you don't need to watch the show or know the books uh, to, to enjoy the game. And this is about five years. Louis, what are you doing? Oh, my dog's being weird. Sorry about that. Uh, but, <laughs> Uh, Telltale's The Expanse uh, takes place about, I think it's all five years before the show starts, uh, or the book starts, and you play as a character named Drummer. She's actually kind of a, uh, kind of a, she's a supporting cast character, at least so far where I'm at, in the, in the re-watching the show now. Um, and uh, you are, you're on a, you're on a, you, you work for the belt. So for people who don't know this, the, the main crux of the story here is that it takes place, I believe, in the, you know, the 2300s, and now it's like, um, like people are colonized Mars and now it's like earth and Mars are always kind of like, it's kind of like how like the United States and Russia are always like on the verge of war, but they never go into war type of thing. Like basically the last like hundred years, it's kind of the same idea here with earth and Mars where like, they're always very much like on the verge of like starting a war, but never starting a war. So like, there's always a lot of, you know, um, they don't like each other. And then there's also like these people that they're called belters. They live like basically live on spaceships or live on like, um, asteroids like ships uh, are like kind of like bases built on asteroids or mar on moons um, right. and they are like they um, they're called belters they don't really they don't 
they're not earthers or they're not mars people and they're kind of like kind of like lesser than like lower class citizens of of those and like kind of like a lot of people from those planets they're called the inners because the inner planets um look down upon them and then like you know the belters hate them because of that uh and um so anyways this is like you are you know you're people that you're you're on a, you're on a ship and you're like uh, you know you play drummer like i said and like she's part of this group this crew of people and it's hard to talk about these kind of games without spoiling them but like basically you end up having upon something and like kind of what's cool about this is like so this is the new telltale this is not like the you know, that we talked about like years ago. Like I was incredibly sad when Telltale basically went out of business. Somebody else bought it and kind of like rebranded it. They did bring back a lot of people from the original Telltale, but it's like a lot of new people as well. Deck Nine is also helping uh, support development on this. Who make the my two favorite Life is Strange, um, Before the Storm, and Life is Strange Two Colors. Um, and kind of the idea of this game is like, and the kind of the difference is like the other ones were like very much like straightforward. Uh, you know, you just make make decisions, and there's very little gameplay. You know, like you, you might walk around in like a small area, and you could talk to people or like interact with the objects or stuff like that. And this game definitely has that, but it's a new engine, which helps because that was the main issue. Was like uh, they talked about like with Telltale, it was like that was a lot of frustration with with the, with the developers and the gamers alike, where uh, that the engine was definitely like it needed a lot of work done to it, or they just needed a new engine. Uh, but they talked about like they didn't have the time to make a game in the new engine because they were always on the verge of bankruptcy that they couldn't spend the time to uh, to work on a new one or like you know make games for the new one. Um, so this one has a new engine, which is nice. And also, what is wrong with you? Like, oh, my dog's like coughing over here. Uh, but anyways, um, so it's a bit looks a lot nicer. Looks looks a lot more up to date. It's not like a graphical powerhouse by any sense, but. From a Telltale, it is a it's a major uh, upgrade, and I, I'm really enjoying this game so far. Like it is definitely has that Telltale magic that I love and I, I've missed dearly. Um, you know, like really only thing that's, like that does it is Deck Nine. That's like the next they've kind of filled that that shoes for me of the of the, that style of game. But like I said, you play as drummer, and um, there's like you have like Maya, and you have these two brothers, and then like there's Cox, who's like the, the captain. And uh, then, like, you're, like, on a ship that's, like, you're kind of, like, she's wanted by the, the UN, which is, like, the base of, the, base of like, Earth, the Earth's army. Um, you know, she's she's in, uh, you know, an outlaw kind of situation here. And you're, like, not really pirates, but you, like, basically live off salvage and stuff like that. And you, you come across the ship. You find some something that happened here. And basically, a lot of shit goes down from there. And, like I said, it's hard to, like, talk about these type of games, like, without spoiling too much. But, um... So far, I am incredibly happy. They add some more stuff too. Like there's more open areas you can go around and you can explore. And there's like little like side quests you can do where you can find items that will like help like your favor with like other characters in the game. Or will like you can like change like so you can make your relationships better or worse. Or you can uh, you just kind of like find more items, resources for your ship, stuff like that. You have to make major decisions um, in the game as well. Like as you as you always do with the Telltale game. But so far. Uh, I am absolutely loving it. It is, uh, like I said, like I'm someone that only ever watched the first season of Expanse, uh, and after watch after playing through episode one, I started re- uh, started watching season two, and I'm almost done with season two, uh, and I've I beat episode two today uh, of the Telltale game. I am still loving it. I can't, you know, I was like, I, I was like, I talked about like I was so happy that they were back, and then I was kind of bummed out when they were like, oh, they're doing something Expanse. Like I'm not an Expanse guy. 
Uh, but like I said, it helps. It's a prequel. Like if you are someone that's a Telltale person and you don't not Expanse person, you can totally play this. There's no issues here. Like uh, they're not spoiling anything in the main show so far, at least. Uh, but also like you know, you're not like you can play this without really knowing having any knowledge of the books or the or the show. But uh, yeah, so far, uh, big time thumbs up for me. Uh, new episodes are coming out every two weeks from them, which is kind of cool. A little disappointing because like I'm kind of I, I think myself and a lot of people are over the episodic elements of gaming, but it does help that like hey it's every two weeks, um, so it's a lot easier of a pill to swallow there where it's like before like it was like ah like you might go three months without an episode, it might be a month without an episode, like you never know when you're gonna get a new one. Uh, will, will the company bankrupt mid-season? Who knows? Which happened with the final season of walking dead. So, uh, and then they're able to go back and finish it. But, uh, yeah, so far I am, I'm loving this. I'm so happy they're back. Uh, and I can't wait to see what else they're going to do. I know they have Wolf, Wolf Among Us 2 coming out eventually, but, uh, yeah, so far I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. Um, but yeah, I think that will wrap it up for us guys this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, uh, all that. Please, uh, look down in the description down below. There are links to everything, all of our socials, uh, if you just look on whatever, whatever podcast service you're on, we should be on it. Drunk, Dash, Drunk, Drunk Nerds, Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Nerds Podcast, wherever. Search for that. You should find us. Like, follow, subscribe. Five-star reviews. If you're on YouTube, follow us. Subscribe to us. Give us a like. Leave a comment. All that fun jazz. Really appreciate if you did all that for us. Uh, but I would trust that was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables. Yep. Deuces. Who's out? <laughs> oh, so. I guess. See ya. <laughs>